Welcome to our home for Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier, the weekly podcast of Soul Shepherding Incorporated. We're excited to share with you a mini-series of life-changing thoughts from Dallas Willard, who entered eternal glory on May 8, 2013. This series of podcasts are inspired by Dallas's recent book, Life Without Lack, and his biography. I was blessed to be personally mentored by Dallas over a number of years. He coached me in applying his teaching to my personal life and our ministry to pastors and leaders. Thanks for joining our conversations with Christ, our Good Shepherd. Hello, Soul Shepherding friends. We're so grateful that you join us here on Soul Talks. We love hearing from you. We recently received an email from a woman in ministry who asked to be anonymous, and she says, Thank you for your post today. I've experienced abuse on many levels, so much so that I recognize now that I've become my own worst abuser. And with God's help, I'm going to stop it. And so we're praying for her with that. And that's Mm -hmm. part of what we're going to talk about today is how will she get the power to stop participating in the abuse of her own soul because she's learned to treat herself the way she was treated. Yeah. How do we stop? Condemning and criticizing ourselves and living under judgment and passing that on to other people. Well, it's in a life without lack. And we're going to be talking about Dallas Willard's new book, Life Without Lack. We're very thankful for Larry Bertoff, who put together uh, some of the talks that Dallas gave on Psalm 23 a number of years ago. That's uh, vintage Dallas Willard. It's like he's still alive today. Yeah, we've just been so blessed reading and appreciated the work that. Becky Heatley has done as well, Dallas's daughter on this, and just it reads of Dallas and Mm -hmm. his voice, his spirit, and it's so good to be reminded of spiritual reality and having that netted out and practiced us, and and this book does that, and it does that through Dallas's meditations on Psalm 23. And the whole book is worth the opening prayer, and so we're going to just share a, a condensed version of that here and talk about that a little bit, then we're going to unpack our topic uh, for you. So let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we are so thankful for the ease with which you walked upon this earth, the generosity and kindness you showed to people, and your devotion to God, even laying down your life for all people, including your enemies. We believe that this is a life for us today, a life without lack, a life of sufficiency. Jesus, it's so clear in you, the sufficiency of your Father, the fullness of life that was poured out to us through you. We praise you, Lord, that you have promised that same love, that same life, that same joy, that same power for us. Wow. Oh, Lord, slip up on us today. Get past our defenses, our worries, our concerns, our discouragement. Gently open up our souls and speak your life-giving word into us. Lord, we believe that you want to do it, and we wait for you to do it now. In your name, amen. Amen. 
I thought you were going to say yippee. Yippee. That's what <laughs> Dallas would say. Yes. <laughs> that's been a great habit for me to get into. <laughs> yeah, that's your amen. Because it's such good news and it, mm-hmm. it punctuates that, that good news of this reality of this life with God. It is the most uh, wonderful news, the, the very best life that we could have. As we like to say, it's, it's uh, in Jesus' easy yoke is the greatest life. And that's what Dallas is praying uh, into us here. He's helping us see that, that in Jesus, the heavens are opened, and there is a sufficiency and a sweetness, a joy and a peace and a power, an unfailing love that is available for us to experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. today yeah. into eternity. Yeah, and it's it's so good, honey, just reading this because it's it's like putting on a pair of glasses mm-hmm. that helps me to see the reality that I'm missing that I couldn't see before. Mm-hmm. That I forget as I start walking around on this earth, I forget the generosity and the kindness of God, that it's real, that it's real for me now. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like we live in such a mean world, such a grab-all-for-me world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is so much uh, hurt and pain and stress that we all experience, especially in ministry, you know, where we're ministering to people, we're, we're talking to you who are uh, preaching sermons and counseling people and leading small groups and serving as soul friends to hurting people and uh, leading people in the way of Jesus. And we absorb a a lot of pain and distress as we journey with people, uh, let alone just in our own lives, Mm -hmm. or even just when we uh, turn on the news. It's it's all around us. And so we're constantly reminded of the insufficiency and the great lack in this world. Yeah. And so, you know, when, when Dallas writes or says things like we've heard him in life or we've read... You know, things like, you know, it's clear in you, the sufficiency of your father, the fullness of life was poured out through you, you know, that, that you promised this same life without lack to us. It's mm-hmm. like radical. It's like I find myself thinking, really? Like, I, I've been doubting that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like this reorientation and I have to look at Jesus's life and say, oh, yeah, no, look, he really did live like that. Mm-hmm. He, Jesus really lived in confidence of the father. Everything he needed. And then, you know, scripture saying things like, everything you need for life and godliness, mm-hmm. you know, I provide. But I walk around thinking that it's up to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got to get it. Yeah, or is... I've got to earn it. Mm-hmm. This is why we listened to the Gospel of Mark uh, straight through the other night, you and I and mm-hmm. our daughter Brianna, is, which we've done many times, but just to uh, wash our minds again. And reinvigorate our hearts in the reality that, no, Christ uh, lived uh, this life before us. He died for us. He rose again. And we can step into this life with him today. And, you know, we, we know that. And I think that all of you listening to us, I hope that you, you believe that too. But how do we operationalize that into daily life? How do we live in this bi-habitational existence? We live in two habitats. We live in this world of evil and distress, but we also live, can live with Jesus in the Father's world. And so how do we bring our bodies and our, our visible lives into the, the invisible, unseen, great and glorious world of the Father that's shining all around us right now? See, And so that's the, the great invitation of life without lack. And Psalm 23, the great shepherd psalm, is to 
to step on in. And I just love this part of the, where the prayer ends of, of Dallas here and his, how he opens the book. You know, Lord, slip up on us today. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. We need Jesus to just kind of slip in there. And, we do, yeah. But we also need to pursue him mm-hmm. and seek him. So we we need to open up to the fact that we've got some defenses, we've got mm-hmm. some denial, we've got some resistances, we've got some sin, we we got some tendencies to uh, to worry and try to make things happen ourselves and not wait on the Lord. And so we've got to identify these things that are taking us out of the the kingdom experientially and uh, say, you know, Lord, help me with this. I confess this to you and uh, get with a soul friend and, and say, hey, let's, let's help each other here. Let's pray for each other. Mm-hmm. Let's remind each other of, of the great reality we have in God and his sufficiency and get back in that easy yoke. Uh, so uh, we're so thankful for you, our friends, that you are part of this journey with us. Christy, let's talk. Let's make this uh, get real practical here. So let's try to get right into the intersection of the world of distress and temptation uh, that we're in and say, okay, where is the kingdom of God here? So a great example, and Dallas uh, introduces us to this, uh, he loved to talk about Nicodemus from John chapter 3. Nicodemus was pursuing, he was pressing in, he was trying to get close, he was seeing Jesus has something here I don't have. Yeah. He's living a life I'm not living. And yet Nicodemus was also steeped in religion and uh, was missing the real experience of God in his life. Uh, He wasn't in the kingdom of God, even though he he thought he was, and what he talked about and uh, taught people all the time. He he knew the Bible better than anybody. Uh, But Jesus says to him, uh, Nicodemus, don't you know that you must be born from above? Don't you know you need a life in you that goes beyond the natural one in your body? Don't you know that this is a reality? See, and well, you know, Nicodemus didn't. Mm -mm. And the challenge that we find is that, well, many of us, men and women in ministry, pastors, the rulers Mm -hmm. in our day today, we can find ourselves proclaiming a message, representing a a gospel that we're not experiencing. Mm Mm-hmm. That maybe we did at one time in the past in a great conversion or a great renewal, but we're not there now. And so we're doing what we're doing in our ministry and our leadership, and we're doing it out of giftedness, yeah. out of abilities. But the reality, we're not drinking from those living waters. We're serving them to people, mm-hmm. and we're appreciating how maybe God is using us, and that's nourishing us in a sense. It's mm-hmm. encouraging us. It's a consolation mm-hmm. to see people come to Christ or or have an experience with the Lord uh, where they're blessed, they're encouraged, they learn something, they're, they're growing in their life, and God's using us and all that. But where is it for me in, in my hidden life, mm-hmm. uh, in, in my marriage, in my family, and mm-hmm. th- the struggles of my life? And it's, we can find ourselves living the kind of life where we're doing our jobs, we're doing our, our work, our ministry, caring for our kids, and you know, doing all this stuff, and we're seeking to do it as a good Christian and so forth. But when we find ourselves tired or discouraged or stressed, we don't really go to Jesus. We go to uh, a movie or we go to a baseball game or we go to uh, feeling good and eating some food that we enjoy. And, And these are the things that we turn to for our comfort rather than to the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He gives me a life without lack. See, and would we ever just go to Psalm 23 and begin to pray it 
uh, whether the first thing in the morning, as Dallas did every day, or some point during the day, or even just the, the line, breathing it in, breathing it out, like in the breath prayers that we teach. The Lord is my shepherd. You breathe it in. I shall not want. Breathe it out. And find comfort there. Yeah, or I like to breathe it out. I have all that I need because I shall not want makes me feel shame like <laughs> because I have want. And so then I get triggered into, oh, I'm not supposed to, and I get triggered into shame. So it just helps me to focus on the, no, I have the reality. I have all I need in Christ and in his kingdom. Yeah, we experience wants, and the point isn't don't have any wants. The point is that bring your wanter to the shepherd. Yeah. Yeah, because the other place that we can go, I think Nicodemus is a good example here of how his culture was influencing him to think that it was all about works and obedience to the law and studying the scriptures and reciting the prayers and all, you know, he was in this culture of what it meant to be a religious leader and that was influencing him and he was depending upon his own flesh and abilities in that without knowing that there was this whole source of life with God and spiritual power and love, God, his father for him, that would renew him and energize him and, and provide all he needed. And I think culture really affects us, honey, because I find myself living in this culture today as a minister, being tempted to think that it depends upon me and to find myself comparing myself to other ministers and thinking I should be doing it the way they're doing it Mm -hmm. and thinking even uh, I was looking at a podcast and the podcast app it recommends other podcasts that might interest you and Mm -hmm. I was looking at a couple and I was like they have 366 reviews we only have 46 reviews and Mm -hmm. I started to feel this sense of like oh no I don't know life without lack like we're Mm -hmm. lacking our ministry's lacking oh no what do we need to do to get more reviews yeah and it's this mentality of like it's up to us And it's like, oh, we're lacking. And it's like, no, it's not about that. Mm -hmm. It's not about how many reviews we have. It's not about how they're doing it. Mm -hmm. You're feeling discouraged. Mm -hmm. And competitive. Yeah, the pressure there to compete and to do better. And And so then I was buying into this, this lie that, oh, we're lacking. Yeah, we're not enough here. We're not doing enough. We've got to make something happen here to be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what did you do next? What helped you with that? feeling of inadequacy and insufficiency well it helped me to remember that well no it's i'm not i was caught up there in some wrong thinking Mm -hmm. i was caught up there in my own kingdom it stepped into my own kingdom and out of god's kingdom and so reorienting back to know i'm with christ with god and in our ministry and what he's called me to do it's for him it belongs to him and it's about him, and I'm just following him in how he's leading me mm-hmm. and sharing what he's given me to share. It's not about comparing myself and trying to compete or do it some way that might get more attention or seem more successful. Christy, one of the things I appreciate about what you're sharing with us is that you didn't judge yourself mm-hmm. for having the temptation to compare and the feeling of, of lack. You recognized it and you shared that with the Lord and sought God's compassion for you, but then you you opened yourself to the presence of the Lord and the word of the Lord came to you. The word yeah. the word of Jesus 
the kingdom of the heavens is available to you right where you are, Christy. And uh, the word of the Lord coming to you saying, Christy, I'm using uh, you and Bill and soul shepherding right now. Well, yeah, honey, I I appreciate you saying that because I think the reason I didn't slip into that self-judgment or self-criticism or even shame was because as I have been living more and more in the reality of the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. more and more in the reality of the good shepherd that's with me, that delights in me, that is enough for me, I, the more I taste that it's it, it's real and it is enough and it's life-giving and it's better. It's the better life. And so instead of judging myself, I'm able to slip back in it in that spiritual reality and that sense of God's delight in me quicker and easier. Yeah, because you've developed some habits for uh, trusting the Lord, tuning into his presence, uh, renewing your mind in scripture and uh, in the uh, spiritual reality of the Father's world that you're in. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, though, something happens. uh, We experience an event in our life that's uh, discouraging or painful or Uh, we're sick or we're dealing with a disease or there's a big conflict in a relationship or our church attendance has gone way down and we get knocked out of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And we try to do the things that you're talking about with prayer and meditation and trusting Jesus and so forth, but we just find ourselves plummeting or we find ourselves just pushing and competing and being ambitious to get ahead, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's one thing to have those feelings, but then it's another to, to really be controlled by them and we just start charging ahead to, to make stuff happen. And that's where we really need shepherds after God's own heart. Yeah. That's where we really need a soul shepherd who can come alongside of us, who can empathize with us, not judging, saying, yeah, I'm a sheep. I've strayed into that bricker bush too <laughs> many times. And, you mm-hmm. know, let me help you reach out your hand to Jesus, the good shepherd, and get free mm-hmm. and help connect you to our good shepherd and get you back in this life without lack, back in the fold here and close to the heart of Jesus. Yeah, you know, uh, something that helps me live this life that we're talking about is I will routinely sort of test myself. Uh, Ignatius called this the, the discipline of examine, examine of consciousness. You know, when have I been conscious of the Lord's presence today? And we like to talk to each other along those lines. You know, how have you sensed God's presence today? Or what did you learn in the sermon or in the group that you were in today. And so I will often check on myself, well, when has the Lord slipped up on you today mm-hmm. to That's see great. how am I really doing with living from the Father's world so in good. this earthly existence of stress and pain? And so, you know, did I catch myself walking slowly today and maybe humming a hymn or noticing the the birds singing and giving thanks to God. As I was with people, was I spontaneously praying for people as I listened to them and trusting God's grace for them? Have I sung any psalms today and smiled with joy because I'm alive in the kingdom of God? And uh, did I ever, as I was just going along, maybe driving my car and and maybe I caught myself being in, in a hurry, but then I slowed down and took a deep breath and prayed something like, you know, breathing in, the Lord is my shepherd, with a smile, and breathing out, I have no lack. You know, did, did I do something like that today? Did I share my heart vulnerably with a soul friend and, and ask for empathy 
reaching out for the hand of Jesus through that person. Has a scripture come into my mind today? Of course, I mean, I could ask myself, did I study my Bible today? That's always a good thing. But even just just as I was going about my day, maybe I, I noticed the, the clouds and found myself singing out, oh, he makes the clouds his chariots. He rides on the wings of the wind. Praise you, Lord. You're right there. You're reaching down to Each me. Each of these things are, are openings to you into the spiritual reality of, of being with God in his kingdom, being with your good shepherd who cares for you, who provides everything you need, who loves you, who you're safe with. These are examples of Jesus slipping up on us, mm-hmm. meaning in these examples, I wasn't planning to do this spiritual connecting thing with God. It just came out of me. The Holy Spirit was drawing me, and I responded. Uh, and the human side of that is, well, I had developed a habit through well, training. Through training, and training is so important. That's one of the things I love about our, our soul shepherding retreats is because we get to we get to help people and apprentice them in this way. This life without lack, this life with God that he gives us in the vision of Psalm 23, this kingdom life that Jesus lived and told us is at hand and available to us. We get to unpack that for people. We get to really go deep with teaching Jesus's gospel and helping them see it that all throughout all of scripture and then leading them in practices and exercises and meditations on that, that then they can train in and carry into their life that helped them because it's been so helpful to us. Having soul talk conversations and groups together where we're really listening to each other and praying for each other. One of my favorite things that we do in our retreats is some of our scripture meditations and we lead a meditation on Psalm 23. And yeah. so we're going to do a mini version of that on a Say Law podcast coming up here, mm-hmm. a soul talk podcast. So be looking for that. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful, honey. Well, we are at time. I could go another uh, 20 minutes, but it's time to say goodbye to our friends. So would you close us in prayer, Christy? Jesus, thank you that you provide all that we need. We pray and ask that you would continue to help us to really trust you with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our body, all of our souls. Amen. Amen. If you want to learn more about life and ministry with Jesus in the kingdom of God, consider Soul Shepherding's Institute in Spiritual Formation and Soul Care. In four week-long retreats over two years, we unpack the insights we've learned from Dallas Willard and others, along with our many years of ministry as doctors of psychology. Our retreats happen in a community of pastors and leaders. They feature guided soul talk, meditation on scripture, and quiet space in the beauty of God's creation. You can also earn a certificate in spiritual direction ministry. To learn more, visit soulshepherding.org.